slips, jail time, snorting a cocaine line, racist tweets, family beefs, a royal leaves, Kanye, fake attack, racist rants, Botox and implants, shoplifting spree, punch a paparazzi, unexpected pregnancy, not your best moment. Hello. And welcome to another episode of Not Your Best Moment. I am your host, Keith Skopinich, along with Andrew Harris and Phoebe Matana. Today we have a very special edition of Not Your Best Moment, and it's probably the antithesis of Not Your Best Moment. It's probably some people's best moment. It's, we're going to be talking about the Academy Awards and the Oscars. I'm going to break down all the main categories. I want to, I want to, like, dig deep into like the the most obscure tech categories we can find i mean honestly those are really fun if you actually know anything about it you're like well the sound design <laughs> pushes glasses up bridge of nose <laughs> <laughs> well for those of you that don't know it's march 12th the host is going to be jimmy kimmel <clears throat> and we have some we have i think a pretty heavy uh heavy hitter best pictures uh category so I'm just going to want to jump right into it. So uh, we have All Quiet on the Western Front, which is set in World War One. It follows the life of a young German soldier who begins to see the realities of war. We have <clears throat> Avatar, The Way of Water, um, Jake Sully, who was the original character from the original Avatar. He's still on Pandora and he has to defend the Navi again. The Banshees of Inshiran. It's set in a, uh, a remote island off, off the west coast of Ireland. Um, two lifelong friends um, find themselves at an impasse, and one of them puts their relationship to an end, and there's some really crazy consequences because of that. We have Elvis. Um, interesting fact, Elvis was a real person. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, follows the life of an American rock and roll singer, Elvis Presley, as told by... Who's our audience Parker. that doesn't know who Elvis is? Uh, that's an audience that I don't understand. <laughs> you should know who Elvis is on the very, in the very broad sense. Phoebe, you're not so far removed from a generation of people who've never seen Back to the Future. What a scary world this is! I ju- like I just found this out. The, the buddy of mine is in uh, film school, and he's my age, um, or a couple years younger. But he like brought up Back to the Future. No one in his class had seen it at film school. At film school kind of film school is this <laughs> i won't say the name but it's fucking prestigious <laughs> <laughs> everyone studies that movie additionally everything everywhere all at once um it's about a middle-aged chinese immigrant who's swept up in an insane adventure and she has to save the universe the fablemans which is basically the life story of steven spielberg told through a different character uh tar it's about a, a renowned conductor who's accused of sexual abuse Top Gun. I mean, do I have to explain Top Gun? I feel like we all know what Top Gun is, right? Do I need God. to explain Top Gun? God bless Planes. Tom Planes, Tom Cruise. That's it. Nostalgia. Uh, Straight nostalgia. up nostalgia. Tri- uh, Triangle of Sadness. It's a black comedy about a, a, a fashion model celebrity couple who join a cruise with a bunch of rich people. And then the last one is Women Talking, which is based on a true story of a Mennonite colony in Bolivia. Um, where hundreds of women were routinely drugged and raped. Bolivia? I had no idea that movie took place in Bolivia. <laughs> <laughs> you just blew my fucking mind. So those are the the nominees for Best Picture. Now, guys, 
Which ones do you think have an actual shot at winning this? I mean, I think it's between everything, everywhere, all at once and all quiet on the Western Front. Though truthfully, I don't think it should be a competition. Well, it is. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I think I have to say uh, I very much identified with uh, the Banshees of Inna Sharon as someone whose friends frequently just ghost him. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, I know this. I know this feeling. Uh, You know, no one's ever cut their fingers off. Spoiler alert. uh, To try (laughs) to prove how much they don't want me around them. But, you know, I feel like it's come close. That really hit home for me. and Top Gun Maverick, poor Top Gun Maverick, it's probably not going to win, but damn, was that a good movie. I mean, it was just fun to go see. I agree with you. I also, I really enjoyed Top Gun Maverick. I feel like you wouldn't really enjoy it if you didn't see the original Top Gun, which is definitely a thing. My pick... It's the, They're the same movie. It's meant, to, it's meant to play on the nostalgia machine. Well, it's the, it's the same movie, but way better. <laughs> It's the fuller house of movies. Oh, my God. (laughs) Well, that makes it sound awful. So you guys think that uh, Avatar has no shot. Elvis has no shot. The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness and Women Talking all have no shot. I mean, I don't want to say yes, but yes. (laughs) I mean, I think think it really is going to be between... Banshees of Inishirin, I think, is close to. I think what should win is everything, everywhere, all at once. But I wouldn't be surprised based on other awards that have been happening, especially based on what happens tonight, if All Quiet on the Western Front wins. Yeah, I think I think All Quiet on the Western Front and Fablemans could be spoilers. I saw I haven't seen All Quiet on the Western Front yet. Um, I did read it in high school, and that was kind of enough. Um, but uh, <laughs> Fablemans. Fablemans is good. It was it was a really good movie. It was it was like there were several like packs of movies this year that were Oscar baity, mostly following two themes. One was, you know, all of the uh, like love of cinema, you know, and like uh, movies like Babylon, which I don't think got enough recognition, to be perfectly honest. I feel like Babylon should be nominated and maybe not Elvis. I couldn't get through Elvis. I thought it, I personally did not care for it. I thought it was it honestly felt like I was watching Walk Hard. <laughs> <You know>? <laughs> wow! <laughs> like that's hey, how Walk Hard was a great movie. Yes, because it plays <laughs> on those cliches. Unfortunately, so does Elvis. Only it takes itself seriously. That's goof. that's the problem I had that's with it. Goof. Yeah, uh, and then the other the other set being like you know class and 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 social struggles basically um i think triangle of sadness it was good i enjoyed it but the menu thematically is very similar and is much better movie and i'm also surprised that that didn't make it in there women talking feels like though it was nominated for best picture it feels like the biggest snub in terms of the uh, actor categories which we can talk about later but i i'm not surprised it's not i don't think it'll win because it's a tough movie you can imagine based on that small synopsis and it's not that these like difficult movies don't win but it's it's hard to nominate and have a movie about this really awful thing that happened well and it's funny too because his you know the last like 10 years or so with the exception of moonlight usually the movies that have the more difficult subject matters end up being upset by something much more 
I don't want to say palatable because it's only palatable to a certain group of people, but it, it, you, it tends to be something a little softer and with broader appeal. So, Agreed. I, yeah. you know, to that end, I think the fa- something like the Fablemans or Banshees of Sharon easily could upset. But um, I, for my money, I think it's going to be everything everywhere all at once. That's what I hope it is. Yeah, me well, as well. Yeah, The only thing I think that the reason that might not happen is because everything everywhere has re- like uh, cultural references don't stand the test of time. Think about like Rakakuni and that in 50 years, are people going to get that reference? And that's sort of what I was thinking that might like, I don't know. I don't know what the brain of the people that vo- vote on this, but it seems like to me, like if you watch Banshees, you watch it and you're going to get it. Like there's no, but there's no really say, not getting it. But I will say that like, just because a film is of this time doesn't necessarily disqualify it for winning. And I don't, th- I don't think it'll age as badly as you think it will. I mean, obviously there are certain references, but I don't feel like, I feel like it will be influential enough on other films going forward that it'll still stay relevant. I think anything that isn't everything everywhere all at once is going to be an upset Pr- pretty I, much. It, like, yeah, I, I agree. Or at least that's how it'll be. That's how, uh, how it'll be reported. But you know, there's more of the of the category. There's more movies than not that I think are deserving of it. Yeah, for sure. That's not true every year, but yeah. some years you look at the films. Yeah, I, I think I'm the only one here who saw Tar. So far, I um, do. Yeah. I do plan on watching it. You should see it. I will talk about this more when we go to Best Actress. But Tar is one of those movies that I liked when I saw it, and I liked it more afterwards. Mm. When I sat with it a little bit more, I liked it more than I did when I was in there. It's one of those movies where you realize kind of halfway through, I also went in not having any background or knowing anything about it. You're like halfway through the movies and you realize, oh, wait, you, the main character, are the villain of this movie, (laughs) which is kind of a wild thing to experience while you're in the theater. To realize the person that you ideally were supposed to be rooting for is the person that is the parasite, is the actual villain of the film, is the person you're supposed to be rooting for. It is a very surreal experience. Of that, that feeling, one, that, that flipping. That was a hell of a movie, Parasite. Oh, oh yeah, I know. Oh, I, I, that was great. Such a good movie. That movie blew my mind. It was just great. Did you know that uh, on Tar, the crew was entirely European? Um, because Field, um, Todd Field, felt that it would play into the movie taking place in Berlin. Mm. Interesting. Did you know that? I, I didn't, didn't know, know that. that. I'm learning a lot of movie geography today. Bolivia, Berlin. This is incredible. (laughs) Also, it was cheaper than flying Americans there. Yeah, that checks out. That checks out. That's a marketing spin. (laughs) Yeah, it'll it'll flavor the movie and be cheaper. (laughs) Is there anything else you want to add about Best Picture? What's your pick? That's it. Everything Everywhere All at Once is my pick, and I feel good to move on. Mine too. Yep. Okay. Next category. Um, I do. Wait, I want to add a fun fact that I found out about everything ev- everywhere. So the directors, the Daniels, Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinhart, they actually got their start directing Little John's Turn Down for What music video. And it's a one of my favorite of music. music videos. They directed tons of music videos, actually. Like that was their <laughs> thing. Um, but they also did Swiss Army Man with Daniel Radcliffe a few years ago. So they were like very involved with this absurd kind of weirdly heightened reality i love i love when you you know you're watching a movie or a tv show and you see a director come up and you're like 
oh my god that's them like the russo brothers directed a lot of arrested development um which i think is so <laughs> i'm just like this is great of course of course of course Checks arrested out. development directors you know ended up basically next to kevin feige like shaping the mcu i just I, that's one of my i always love seeing that name pop up when i watch rewatch arrested development the first three seasons anyways so for best directing, we have the Banshees, Van Sheeran, Martin McDonough. We have Everything Everywhere All at Once, the Daniels, uh, the Fablemans. We have Steven Spielberg, Tar. We have Todd Field and Trial Triangle of Sadness, Ruben Osland. This is a hard one. Um, I think I think Steven Spielberg has a legitimate shot at this. Uh, he's been cleaning up um, on a lot of the awards lately. Um, and there seems to be a tremendous sentimental drive for him to win this award. It's his, he's been calling it his most personal film because it's about him. I don't know. E.T. feels more personal, quite frankly, um, to his experience of being like a child of divorce than this movie does. Um, E.T. also packs a significantly more impactful emotional punch than this movie right. does but i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised and i also wouldn't be surprised if um martin mcdonough won you know how sometimes they'll they'll reward a director several movies later for some for a year when maybe they didn't win because mm-hmm. he didn't uh, i think um it was only two acting awards for three billboards uh and he didn't win anything for three billboards uh at the oscars at the baftas it was like you know the martin mcdonough show um and he is a lovely man by the way i met him once and uh so i I think i think it could go either way the daniels i think are probably leading the pack but i think there's a very decent possibility that spielberg or um martin mcdonough could could win yeah i i agree with you and i think it's going to be the situation of either everything everywhere all at once kind of sweeps and which i could totally see happening that it cleans up at the same time, I have a my dark horse pick is Spielberg for the same reason as you. Uh, film people love movies about film. They love movies about filmmakers. It's like, you know, this like little Hollywood circle jerk. And, you know, it's it's Spielberg. It's his quote unquote most personal film, like you were saying. I wouldn't be entirely surprised. That being said, the Daniels did win the Director's Guild Award which is yeah. usually a pretty good indicator of who will win best director for the Oscars. So they are the clear favorite. This is bullshit. No, I want to fight about this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm, I myself. I'm sorry. Um, we're not fighting Andrew. <laughs> How fucking dare you, Phoebe? It's okay. I'm sure there'll be more fights to come. We haven't oh, gotten good. to actors yet. It's true. That's probably so, where it's going to, where it's going to get a little spicy. Let's get spicy. So I just wanted to bring up another fun fact about the Fablemans. Spielberg um, wasn't sure if he ever wanted to release this movie because he was afraid his parents would be hurt by the portrayal. I uh, mean, maybe his dad, because I don't particularly care for Paul Dano as an actor. <laughs> <sighs> I I couldn't okay. tell if it was just a milk toast performance or if it was deliberate. Um, but in the movie, you definitely get why his mom left. <laughs> in the movie i don't know the man but i don't know the circumstances around it but um yeah he like because the dad is sort of portrayed as the sort of like hey guys blah, 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 and the mom's this free spirit you know um and michelle williams does a wonderful job and 
like I, I I think I left the movie maybe blaming the actor for what was an excellently executed performance. Um, I just happened to not identify or particularly care for the character. And then, of course, I start picking it apart and being like, well, it's Paul Dano's fault. And he probably you know, he did a lovely job. Good job, Paul Dano. In our uh, in our collection, it, it's the Fablemans that wins best director. <clears throat> we'll move on to best actor in a leading role. Um, we have Austin Butler and Elvis, Colin Ooh. Farrell and Banshees, Yay. Brendan Fraser in The Whale, yep. Yay. Paul Mescal in The After Sun, and Bill Nye in Living. Love him. Can I just say, love Bill Nye. Love him. Love him. I, I'm really glad he got thrown a nomination. Uh, people who I'm not glad are at the top of this, Austin Butler, who is currently leading the pack for probably probably the potential winner just because he, he also won the BAFTA and clearly they love if if I have to see another music biopic winner I'm going to hit something <laughs> I don't even know what it, I'm gonna break a lamp I don't know <laughs> I, here's the thing if the movie's good and the performance is good then fine and I, I again Austin Butler doesn't do a bad job in the movie right um but you know a rendition of Freddie Mercury this is not correct. Uh, it's just such a cliched movie for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really it didn't land. Yeah. And apparently he like kept the act like when he won the Golden Globe, he did it in the Elvis accent. Like, it oh, took, yeah, it's like, dude, you finished making this movie a year ago. Fucking chill out. You know, <laughs> from L.A. You don't talk like that. Grow up. <gasps> but yeah, so because because of the BAFTA and how things have been rolling. I think he's the favorite. That being said, I would love for it to go to either Colin Farrell or Brendan Fraser. I, well, I mean, yeah, Brendan Fraser, uh, he was nominated for a Golden Globe, but, you know, hates the Globes for, you know, legitimate reasons. A former president of the organization once sexually, I don't know, uh, I don't know the details are fuzzy to me, like I groped him or something. Um, yeah. And uh, it wasn't handled very well. I mean, the situation who knows how the president handled brendan fraser that's not the point um <laughs> hey uh, but, uh i know it's gross um but you know you can understand why he didn't win that i think tonight is going to be the the sag awards is going to be the real uh, i agree with you determining factor for that category i i want him to win so bad like I if too. i can't there's one person that i'm rooting for it's it's got to be brendan fraser i agree like, with you actually and there's so, there's something about somebody winning an Oscar at the beginning of the career that is so much less satisfying than watching, you know, a veteran who, you know, has just, you know, been part of your awareness or I don't know. The cultural zeitgeist. Yeah, cultural zeitgeist for, for you know, um, for, you know, most of your lives. And, you know, he's the mummy and fucking Encino Man. Encino Man. Blast from the past. Do you remember that movie? Like, no, but you're yeah. totally, you're totally yeah. right. It's it's much more satisfying because I we all know that there are like, you know, the two different types of Oscars that actors win. There's the hot actor, the hot young actor and the act, the actor who's kind of been around, has done great performances and maybe had not gotten recognition for some of their other fantastic performances and Mm -hmm. is thus getting awarded for this particular performance and all the other ones. Yeah. So yeah, and I, I look, he, Brendan Fraser. It's not like he's been in a lot of Oscar fare before. No. Um. So to see to see something like this, it's exciting. I think it is. I agree with you. Actually, um, I would love to see him win. 
He's my. Who, who I would like to see win, one. though. Austin Butler, but I really do de- think it depends on the SAG awards. <laughs> no, I like, think it really I, does. I actually think that um, that uh, Brennan Fraser will win. I really hope you're right. Again, SAG awards are cur- are tonight. So mm-hmm. what happens tonight? I think whoever wins the SAG award will win the Oscar. Yeah, I mean it's the same. It's the same voting pool, so it's That's very just likely. It. Yeah. Yeah. Alrighty. All right. So moving on, best actress in a leading role. We have Ugh. Kate Blanchett in Tar, Anna de Armas in Blonde, Andrea Riseborough in Two Leslie, and Michelle Williams in Fablemans, and Michelle Yeoh in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I'm curious, Andrew. What do you think? I'm Team Yo. I'm Team Yo as well, though I I think it's very I think it's a, there's a very good possibility that Kate Blanchett wins for Tar. She was Look, she was fantastic. I will say she was fantastic. She's Kate Blanchett, in Tar. of course, she was fantastic. I know, but like in a very like it was in like a very uh, disturbing way. Um, it was cool. It was a cool performance. That being said, I am Team Michelle Yeoh all the way. I just think in 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 kind of along lines with like how you're like why does it have to be a competition? And agreed. Kate Blanchett has two Academy Awards. Yep. Does that mean she should never win anymore? No, it doesn't. However, Michelle Yeoh has no Academy Awards and um, was in a very unique film. And I've never seen Michelle Yeoh play a part like this. She almost always, every time I see her, she's playing some you know high class um, or smart. You know, she's like she's a secret agent in Star Trek, yeah. and, you know, uh, in what is it? Crazy Rich Asians. She's got that sort of she's got this really nice ice queen thing that she does. And she broke out of that in this. She was so vulnerable, so powerful. That movie wouldn't have worked without her and without yeah, you, like it being such a stellar standout performance. You don't see her. You don't see her play vulnerable that often. You don't see her play lower or middle class almost no, ever. No, never. You know what I mean? That was for me. That was the biggest shock. Like she never, and she's she's all in every movie she's in. She's always fucking gorgeous. Yep. In this movie, is only the one little sequence when that happened. You know, in, in that in the alternate universe, right where um, she's a celebrity. Yeah, and so <laughs> I I just think, and that the, for me that's something I enjoy. You know what I mean? Like. Um, when I see an actor break out of what they what they do, then it's then it, it suddenly gets much more interesting. Unless unless you're like a Meryl Streep, where you are playing something different every single time. But you know, Kate Blanchett, you know, her wheelhouse is strong, acerbic, smart women. Yes. I haven't seen Tar, but I've seen that's clips. exactly what she is. Yep. Sounds like that's what we're getting. Um, yeah. Yes, I'm sure it's a fantastic performance, but. Show, show me something different you know what I, I mean yeah and no, i'm with you and i and i'd also say michelle yo has been totally undervalued in hollywood up to this point i agree um but you know not surprising given that there just haven't been as many roles for asian women in hollywood for you know as mm-hmm. long as we've been alive yep. um so it makes sense that she wouldn't have had these opportunities that being said she got this opportunity. It landed in her lap, and she killed it. And it wasn't you know? the role wasn't even written for her. It was fucking yeah, it was written, written for, for Jackie, Jackie Chan. Chan. I think. Did we talk about this on another episode? I think I don't know if we did or not. I, I've had I, this conversation I feel like I, a lot of times. I don't know if it was here or somewhere else, but yeah. Yes, but yes, it was written for Jackie Chan, which I find very, very wild. Again, I don't. I feel like we talked about this on an episode, but maybe we didn't. We may have. But we may yes, have. I don't it remember. was. 
it was uh, originally written for Jackie Chan and it wouldn't have worked. I don't think it would have worked with Jackie Chan. It wouldn't it wouldn't have been the same movie and it wouldn't have no. gotten the same amount of attention. That's for sure. A hundred percent. Yeah, I think I think Michelle Yeoh is more deserving of the recognition. I agree. My pick so, is Michelle Yeoh. Mine nice. is too. <laughs> How are we supposed to fight if we agree on everything? I'm sorry. <laughs> you were the one that said, um, oh, it's, oh, that's fine. It's fine. We'll, we'll battle over, I don't know, best supporting makeup designer. Who cares? Let's go. Keep going. <laughs> Let's keep going. Uh, keep going. Uh, uh, Fuck it. We'll do it so, live. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to add a little tidbit. But while they were do- making the movie, they had a fake uh, name on the script. And the, the fake name of everything... Uh, everywhere all at once was actually a woman tries to do her taxes. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Um, which it's I so thought good. was fun. Um, so we'll move on. Um, I have best costume design next. Oh, okay. Oh, we're not, oh, we're, we're I'm sorry. The I'm sorry. I, st- I totally skipped. <laughs> sorry. Um, so we have best actor in a supporting role. Oh, there we go. Uh, we have Brandon Gleason in the Banshees, Brian Tyree Henry in Causeway. Judd Hirsch in The Fablemans, Barry Keoghan in Banshees, and Kei Hui Kwan in Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. We agree on who's going to win. We do. Uh, it'll be Kei Hui Kwan. Yep, it um, will. However, uh, I will say, um, when I was in, when I was watching The Fablemans, and Judd Hirsch popped up on that screen, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, he's going to get nominated for an Oscar for this. He's <laughs> I'm, I'm dead serious. I was it was he's he has maybe five minutes of screen time at best. And he makes the fucking most of it. I thought he was fantastic in that movie. And I it would, would also be, like, oh, yeah, yeah. sorry. Continue no, no, on. that's it. That, that, that's all I was. I don't think he's going to win. I think the nomination is the win there. But if he did, you won't find me upset about it. I was going to toot the horn of Barry Keoghan, personally. As was I. Uh, yeah, because I... Here's the thing. You won't find anyone who's a bigger fan of Brendan Gleeson and Colin Farrell. In Bruges is like one of my favorite movies. Movie. They are wonderful together. That being said, I feel like Barry Keoghan came in and was like, I might steal the show because <laughs> he was so good. He was well, very good. He was. And, it you know, he he got to play character harder than anyone else in that movie yes um and he did it so well and it was so entertaining and sad uh yeah. and um yeah he found he found a real because he for all intents and purposes he's kind of like i guess he was the clown of the, the movie comic relief yeah yeah in a movie that's not funny um <laughs> at all <laughs> i mean it has funny parts but it's like it's it's a very sad movie um, if you've been following along, um, like with what I've been talking about, like, yeah, it's just about people getting ghosted and it's really sad. And then you have to become friends with the sad clown kid. Um, but he finds a real vulnerability in that sad clown kid. Yeah. Lane. It's beautiful. And it's gorgeous. It really, <sighs> it's a, he won the BAFTA, I think. Yeah, he did. That scene it- that he does with Carrie Condon. <gasps> oh, God. Oh. Yeah. That's like a masterclass in like, making someone seem human it's like so crazy so good yeah. yeah it was that moment that i was like that's that deserved the nomination that single scene uh, like was so good well so and it's good. just it's Amazing. so sad too how overlooked he gets right because the whole movie is about how you know brendan <laughs> again sorry if this is a spoiler how about how brendan gleason doesn't want to be friends with um <laughs> 
then Colin Farrell like it's like fine I guess I'll be friends with this kid you know be like nobody nobody wants Barry Keoghan <laughs> it's so sad it's very sad all right so who do we think who is gonna win uh best actor in a supporting role i think i think k k hikwan k hikwan okay um so moving on we have best actress in a supporting role we have angela bassett and black panther wakanda forever hung chow in the whale uh, Carrie Cordon in The Banshees, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere All at Once, and Stephanie Hsu in Everything Everywhere All at Once. This is an interesting category for me. Me too, actually. Uh, um, I I saw Black Panther 2 after the nominations came out, and I was like, oh, okay, that's why. <laughs> she's, she's doing Shakespeare in uh, like a superhero sequel movie, and it's um, it's great and i think also in terms of like what we're talking about like sort of a career you know capper th- there was a, a minute there where I, I i was watching it and i was just like damn she's she's grieving chadwick boseman for all of us you, you know like i just thought it was it's she's her performance is remarkable there are a lot of other remarkable performances as well but hers is really you understand why why she got the nomination and why she is deserving of the win. She for will this probably movie, win. Not just, not just a body of work for which she is obviously deserving of a win. Yes. Um, the one I will say is the, the snub on this when we were talking about women talking earlier um, is probably going to be Jesse Buckley in Women Talking. Uh, I had a friend who saw it and they said, you come for Claire Foy and you leave for Jesse Buckley. Ooh. And I was like, well, wow, that's an endorsement if I've ever heard one. Uh, <laughs> But yes, apparently, I haven't seen it. I'm going to watch it this week, Women Talking. But apparently, she is absolutely, like, jaw-droppingly good in this film. Uh, and based on what I was reading as well, it's it it felt like they really should have given either Claire Foy or Jesse Buckley or both nominations in these categories. I don't know Claire which ones they would fall in, but... Is well, first of all, I one of the things I want to say in the best actress thing was um, the supporting actress race would be very different if Michelle Williams were nominated as supporting actress, which I think she should have been, and it would be a different ball game if that if that were the case. Um, she is the most prominent actress in the Fablemans, but is the role itself leading or is it supporting and there's been some debate about it um and ultimately i think it was up to her as to which category i, th- I think that's what i read um which category to go for i don't know it's in- it's interesting the way that it's it's about what you submit for not minutes not anything not anything about whether you're an actual lead or not what de- what's the definition of a lead it's how is the the how are the producers going to submit you and in this case it sounded like she had a say in yeah. how that was, but. And what, and, and also if you're, if you're, you know, sort of, if you're picking the category and, you know, with the idea that like, this is your best chance of winning, there's only so far that can go. Cause you don't know what the other performances are going to look like in the yeah. other movie, you know, and then the other movies that are going to like kind of catch fire. It's true. You really don't know. You're taking a shot was all over can. 
last year. I mean, everyone was oh my god, raving about Triangle of Sadness and coming out of Cannes. Like it was like, well, this is going to be the movie to beat this year. Um, and, but there's been a steady drumbeat for the Fablemans. I think since the Oscars last year, like the Fablemans, the Fablemans, the Fablemans. None of the movies that were touted have been the juggernaut that like a Titanic was, you yeah. know, or or hundred um, percent. Uh, some of the other movies that sort of just like really have swept through in recent years. None of the movies this year are that movie. I don't think any. I don't think any records for you know number of Oscars presented to a single film are going to be broken this year, unless All Quiet on the Western Front surprises everybody, or Everything Everywhere right. could theoretically surprise. Has it could. enough nominations it really in the right category categories. That being said, I don't, I think, don't it, think it will. Yeah, I don't think it will either. So, who do we think is going to win Best Actress, guys? Angela Bassett. Support, supporting actress. Supporting I think she's going to win too. But uh, this is this is I think the the most category where it's like honorable mention for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I mean, oh, uh, uh, Jamie Lee Curtis in Everything Everywhere. So good. Holy shit. Hong Chow. Hong Chow's entire career. Holy shit. You know, um, she's. <laughs> I she, I love watching her. She was in uh, Watchmen, if you remember. Um, she's in the menu, and she's fucking terrifying in the menu. She could have easily been nominated for the menu as as for the whale. Uh, Stephanie Sue also for that lovely. She could upset. I think Stephanie Sue is the is the potential upset in uh, in this category because Stephanie she, Sue did such a beautiful job. Woo, the different lanes she had to play, right? Oh, of, yeah. of of the daughter and then the sort of multiverse version of the daughter like she basically played somebody with multiple personalities it was amazing um but i think given what the movie is you know it you just accept it right you're yeah. not watching it thinking wow she's doing a lot of different shit up there you're just watching the movie and you're on for the ride and you just completely accept it which for me is is part of it right so i, th- I yeah. think stephanie sue could upset i do agreed because she also has this way of turning because she's like presented as a villain through most for most of the movie spoiler alert um but she's so vulnerable and you don't really you see what she's doing and you can see why she is presented as such but at the same time there's so much vulnerability and heart in the performance that you're still sort of rooting for everything to work out which is very difficult to do and very telling of how good the performance was yeah all right but angela bass all the way all the yep. way. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, let's move on to best cin- cinematography. Ooh. We have All Quiet on the Western Front, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths, Elvis, Empire of Light, and Tar. Phoebe? Um, based on reading, I think uh, All Quiet on the Western Front is going to win. Uh, and <laughs> I think it's funny, too, because I'm like Roger Deakins, who was uh, nominated for Empire of Light. He won a few years ago for 1917. It's like, what is it with war movies? What is it with these war movies? <laughs> specifically in this very specific time period. What were the other nominees? What were the other nominees, uh, Keith? Uh, Bardo, False Chronicle of a Handful of Truths. Yep, that's the one. That's the one that's, that's going to win. Empire of Light and Tar. Yeah, Tar- not Elvis, because Elvis shouldn't win anything. But Bardo... Um, <laughs> Yeah, etc. Uh, yeah, no, that one's. Um, it was. I've heard wonderful things about it from no one. Um, I didn't know the movie existed until two seconds ago, and I'm fairly <laughs> certain that that's what it's going to be. So I'm sorry, Phoebe, you're dead wrong. You're dead fucking wrong. 
I I also will say uh, Tar beautiful, beautifully shot. Yeah. Uh, I based on what I'm reading, I don't think it. I think it's going to go to all quiet. But as someone who saw Tar and really liked it, part of the reason was because it was shot so beautifully. And well, and actually, furthermore, I will say, well, I did not care for the Elvis movie. It did look pretty. That that they matters. Very, <laughs> no. they did, it does. That well, that's what it is. Um, so the, yeah, you but know, that's also production it, design. It, I don't know that it's production design. They, well, I haven't I haven't seen enough of Elvis to. I think to it's actually more, speak to whether it was production design or cinematography. I don't know because I sometimes for these like purity period style pieces, it's as much production design as it is cinematography. But I can't speak to that. All 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 kidding aside, um, I don't know what Bardo is. Uh, I I do I, I I agree with you again, Phoebe. Um, and I think I think this is where all quiet may sneak up and win a lot of the tech awards. I think um, you're you're right. It might win a ton of. It might sweep on the yeah. tech, which could also give it an underhanded sort of riptide towards best picture. True. Hmm. All right. So we'll move on to best adapted screenplay. Um, the nominees are All Quiet on the Western Front, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery, Living, Top Gun Maverick, and Women Talking. I'm gonna go with Women Talking. This it's is sorry. What what category adapted, was this? Called? Adapted oh, screenplay. Best adapted screenplay. I'm gonna go with women talking based on nothing except for the fact that I know that this is like a bunch of women in a room. Basically, this this aside from the performances, if the writing and the performances were not good, there is no movie. Well, and right. the and the writer the writer is the one who's getting the most sort of buzz for exactly. the movie. Um, that too. Uh, Sarah Pol- Poli. Sarah Poli. Yeah. Um, and you're not really hearing that. And the idea that Glass Onion would be nominated for an Academy Award. The first one was great. The second one missed the mark. I disagree. Uh, I, I, I really, I don't think it'll age well, but as a movie of right now, I thought it was fantastic. See, Phoebe, I had the opposite experience with Glass Onion that you had with Tar. I really liked Glass Onion when I watched it home snuggled up you know and my big lazy boy over christmas break um and then as time went on i was like god that was okay you know i suppose <laughs> yay an actual fight we did it <laughs> I, love, I love that you're that you're that your first fire in the fight is i suppose <laughs> here's the thing i i know no matter what I say, you're going to fight back. And angry Andrew is a scary Andrew. Oh no! Angry passionate, Andrew is a passionate Andrew is a Andrew that I don't want to go up against. Not scary as in fe- I'm fearful, but scary as in I'm going to get trounced. Do you have any idea how long I've been waiting to hear someone say that to me? Um, it really, <laughs> it, it might be one of the biggest compliments I, I lifetime. Truly, I'm a little overwhelmed right now. Uh, number one, I will never direct my um, intense uh, passion uh, f- towards you because you are my friend. And uh, the last thing I would ever want to do is make you feel uncomfortable or threatened. But oh my God, the fact that you recognize that I could. <laughs> would you like to thank the Academy? I w- no, they haven't given me anything to thank them for yet, but I would like to thank you, Phoebe. <laughs> you are welcome. 
I'd like um, to thank Phoebe Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> you have the, on, on stage, you have like a recorder device that you play into the microphone. I won't say the word. I'll say the AI that Keith dug up like a yep. year ago. <laughs> um, so a fun little a fun little thing about All Quiet on the Western Front. The title isn't the exact translation of the book. The book's original title was Nothing New in the West, which sort of sounds like a surfer flick, I think. I don't know. I think it sounds like a Western. Yeah, it does sound like a Western. True. Good point. Yeah, where are the guns and, you know, culturally inappropriate uh, depiction yeah. of Indians? It does. It, it definitely feels like that, <laughs> yeah. like, Industrial Revolution is 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 coming out West and it's, it's Yellowstone. It, that's, that's, that's what, nothing new in the West. That's basically Yellowstone. <laughs> I was going to say, it's actually just like, a, it's just John Wayne on the frontier. But Yellowstone <laughs> works too. Let's move on to Best Original and... The nominees are The Banshees of Inshirin, Everything Everywhere All at Once, The Fablemans, Tar, and Triangle of Sadness. So I'm curious, Andrew, I have a weird inkling that it's going to go to Banshees unless the Daniels don't win directing, in which case I think they'll win for this. Thoughts? I think the fact that Tony Kushner doesn't have an Academy Award is bullshit. Um, and uh, so I... I don't know that I'm as objective in this one as I could be. Um, I think that I think that Tony Kushner should have an Academy Award. Uh, I absolutely think he should. And I think that because he co-wrote Fablemans um, with Steven Spielberg, I think that that would be appropriate. I think that'd be a very, very good move. Otherwise, McDonough. But McDonough does. A lot of people don't know this. He does have an Oscar. He won for a short film, I think, in the late 90s. I think. I think this is really a race between Fablemans and uh, Banshees, to be perfectly I, uh, honest. Interesting. I Finally, something I disagree on. Uh, <laughs> I think it's between Banshees or Everything Everywhere All at Once, because uh, though at the same time, I think it really depends on how things go. Uh, generally, you know, a movie doesn't sweep all three. Uh, the directing, yeah. uh, best screenplay and best picture. Well, not, not in the last 15 years. It, yeah, you know, it, yeah, it's just they usually try to redistribute a little bit. Again, mm -hmm. it doesn't always happen, but which is kind of where I'm thinking. I think that uh, everything everywhere all at once is in a good place. But if they decide to give it to directing, I think they will give it to Banshees, uh, Martin McDonough. Well, the, the screenplay awards are a movie that's been nominated for a bunch of awards and like I don't want to call it a consolation prize because winning an Oscar for yes. for screen writing the screenplay is far from a consolation prize, but it's sort of like the almost like the best picture runner up. Um, mm -hmm. So you're right; they do tend not to. Um, that's like Jordan Peele, you know, he yeah. winning for for Get Out, but the movie not winning. I forget, I forget what won Best Picture that year. I forget what year it was. Um, but you 2017. Know, like it, so it was 27. 2017. That sounds no. wrong. Doesn't that sound wrong? Because wasn't twenty seven year? I think it was earlier than that. I'm looking it up right now. Because wasn't twenty seventeen the year that it was like? Uh, wasn't that the three billboards and Shape of Water? Or am I thinking twenty eighteen? No, that's twenty eighteen. Yeah, twenty seventeen was the um, the La La Land. Oh, oh uh, yes, Moonlight, uh, Moonlight. Moonlight. Thank you. Yes, it was. Well, yes. Get out. Get out wasn't even nominated for best picture. It was nominated for best musical slash comedy. <laughs> Wait, what? Not at the Oscars. Not they don't the have Oscars. that category at the Oscars. Oh, I was yeah. thinking of what is that? What was that then? Remember am I confusing it with the Globes? Uh, whatever. The Globes. Yeah. Globes, maybe, yeah. My mistake. But what's interesting about that is like, you know, when you win 
best play at the Tonys, it's the writer that accepts. Yes. I don't think that's weird at, actually at all. No, I don't I don't think I don't think it's weird, but they, that's what I what I'm trying to say is like it's I mean because the difference is between theater and film obviously, but it that that's what I mean by saying it's like right up there. It's like a it's like a second place best picture type of type of win. Well, I think it makes and it makes total sense because in theater uh the the person who has the overall the biggest creative the most creative vision allowed in the creation is the playwright not the director in film the director can do whatever the fuck they want with the script that's theirs it's the director is the overall vision so therefore the screenwriter if they're not the same especially if they're not the same as the director mm-hmm. can get shafted yeah are there any other categories you guys want to hit I just want to say that visual effects is going to go to Avatar because it's going to go to Avatar. <laughs> it could go to Top Gun. It could it could go to Top Gun. It could, but I feel like it's going to go to Avatar. Avatar was the whole movie was only visual effects. What does it have going for it if not visual <laughs> effects? Well, and also, I mean, this is where I'm saying I think All Quiet could clean up those categories, mm-hmm. you know? It will it, it'll get sound for sure. It did it did at the BAFTAs. I it won like Every BAFTA it was it was, it was crazy what it got nominated for for BAFTAs. What I what I do find crazy is that everything everywhere all at once and it's probably been tell, told like ten thousand times that the whole uh, crew uh, that did the visual effects was like nine people and they all had never done visual effects before, oh which God. is just like a crazy wow. story. And I think that's got to like get some recognition for that. Interesting. You know, it's actually funny that you, you bring that up um, because similar to Tar, uh, the Daniels actually hired the crew completely from the multiverse. Um, they didn't. <laughs> they didn't want to hire American <laughs> crew. Uh. It was all multiversal. <laughs> uh, also, Andrew, to follow up on you saying that all quiet will, you know, there's a good chance it'll sweep. There is a history of war films doing really well in the technical categories because they are so hard to edit mix yeah. um in general so like there is dunkirk and 1917 in recent years that i can think of that you know did incredibly well in the technical categories 1917 was one of the most stressful movies i've ever seen in my life it was, was so good, good movie. i never want to see it again um <laughs> I saw, yeah i agree i saw it once in theaters and was like this is a fantastic movie and i will never watch it again agreed yep. <laughs> this this was the experience i'm having with this movie good night <laughs> all right guys i think that's been another episode of not your best moment nip slips jail time snorting a cocaine line racist tweets family beefs a royal leaves kanye fake attack racist rants botox and implants shoplifting spree punch a paparazzi unexpected gonna say but let's remember again this is everyone's best moments in this one that's all i was gonna say